This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time for Emergence News on Plains FM 96.9, citizen-made radio. Greetings and welcome to Emergence News coming to you from Plains FM, Access Radio giving voice to the people. We are based in Ototahi Christchurch on the South Island of Aotearoa, New Zealand. Firstly, let me say welcome to this new year of 2022. We have closed the door on 2021 and I'm sure there are many of you who are glad to see the back of it. Life has been challenging and we all did well to survive it in the face and to face another year with all its challenges and possibilities. Today on the programme, we thought we would share with you some of the practices and prayers that we do as disciplines as we strive to become disciples. I guess you could call it our particular form of New Year's resolutions that are ongoing and will require many years of constant endeavour, as well as many stumbles and falls along the way. If this is your first time tuning in, let me tell you about the story and the message we share. We are part of a global group of volunteers under the umbrella of SHARE International. We're not an organisation as such. Our work is dedicated to preparing the way for the advent of the world teacher walking openly in our midst. This world teacher is known in the Egyptian fables as the ever-coming one. His personal name is Maitreya, and yet he has many personas. He is the Christ of the Christians, Krishna to Hindus, Imam Mahdi to Muslims, and the Messiah of the Jews. He is also the Maitreya Buddha, foretold by the Buddha, as the one who will come as the teacher for humans and angels alike. His reappearance is expected by all these and other traditions, an event we in the Western world call the Second Coming. The person charged with the job of initially bringing this story to the world was called Benjamin Krem, a Scottish artist and esotericist, a disciple of a master of wisdom. For 40 years, he patiently shared the story as he knew it to people all around the world. He passed in 2016, but the work continues and will do so until Maitreya is openly introduced to the world, along with a group of his disciples. We call these disciples the Masters of Wisdom. They are human beings just like us, who have walked the path we are walking now, struggled as we struggle and suffer as we suffer. They reached a, re a stage of evolutionary development that meant that they no longer needed to reincarnate here on Earth, having mastered all of its lessons and gained mastery of themselves and the energetic fields that make up this earthly experience. They have chosen to stay with us to help us follow in their footsteps. Like Maitreya, they have many titles, some being Great White Brotherhood, Lords of Compassion, Master Scientists and White magi Magicians. One day, we too will become masters of ourselves. Like them, we will radiate unconditional love for all beings, never judging or condemning another. We will recognise them as ourselves, experiencing no separation between us. We will be able to communicate telepathically. 
We will understand that we are part of a great creator being and understand fully the concept of thy will, not mine. We will be able to travel instantly anywhere in the world, create bodies at will, heal any disease, manifest miracles, and be the superheroes that so dominate our present consciousness, especially among the young people incarnating today. The Masters have given us wisdom teachings that help us follow the path of enlightenment and guide us out of the fogs of illusion and despair that can so dominate our lives. Maitreya has given us two special prayers which are really invocations. His formula for the way we live is simple. Practice honesty, sincerity and detachment. He asks us to forget ourselves and serve the world through sharing and to recognise ourselves as one human family each as important and valued as the other. From Benjamin Krem's master, we have a scientific form of meditation called transmission meditation, and we have been given the esoteric teachings for the next stage of our development. Today, we thought we would unpack some of these for your consideration and also talk a little about our own personal struggles that beset all of us when we try to evolve and grow beyond our present state. So today in the studio, we've got Peter and John. So welcome, Hi John. there, Shafir. Hi. Hi, Shafir. I'm going to be Peter today. So <laughs> I just want to try and mix it up a wee bit. Yeah. So you're going to be talking to us a little bit about... Yes. Um, I'm going to talk about disciple and discipline. Okay. Great. On Peter. Yes, I've just got some uh, personal stuff here and uh, also um, a message from Matreo himself. Great. Look forward to hearing it. Okay, John, so you're going next, are you? Okay, so listen, I started with the two words discipline and disciple. And a topic that's been swilling around in my head a lot lately is how do we keep ourselves sane in this insane world? And I want to remind people that we are sane. It's the world that's insane. So it's a little bit of a personal approach, but I started along this idea of the words discipline and disciple come from the same root. There is a relationship between the two. I went to the Merriam-Webster dictionary and the root and meanings of disciple. When it comes from a Latin word, um, discipulus, the Latin word for pupil, which also provided the source for discipline. Apparently, which came by a late Latin sense shift to a follower of Jesus in his lifetime. Given that several meanings of discipline deal with study governing one's behaviour and instruction, one might assume that the word's first meaning in English had to do with education. This is the Webster Dictionary still going. In fact, the earliest known use of discipline appears to be punishment related. It was first used in the 13th century to refer to chastisement of a religious nature, such as self-flagellation, which is not really where I wanted to end up in my research. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so that last bit really wasn't where I wanted to go, but I decided to pick up on it anyway, because I think that when we establish for ourselves some chosen disciplines, what follows close behind, if we're not careful, is the potential for self-flagellation. Yeah. Let me start. Ha ha. Shafia's having a little moment in the corner there. Let me start with this idea of picking up some disciplines. As we progress through our lives, and incarnation equals thousands of lifetimes, eventually we start to ask those big questions. Who am I? What's the reason for life? Or simply what's going on? What does it all mean? What's the purpose of it all? That's when the soul becomes interested in the vehicles. 
physical, emotional, mental, and of course the personality. We then start to see the acquisition of disciplines. Firstly to control the physical body as we approach the first initiation. Then the emotional body as we approach the second initiation with unfortunately people many lifetimes in between those two points. So we start to pick up some disciplines to manage as we see it our life going forward. At this point I'm always going to say this is a good thing. The issue then becomes the ongoing maintenance of those disciplines. So how do we keep going day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year? And as I look around this table, we've been doing this day after day, week after week, month <laughs> after month, year after year. This is where I say to our listeners, if you're on a path for whatever reason, for whatever motivation, you now have something to fall off. And that is in my opinion anyway, the real challenge. Finding the disciplines is not hard. Staying the course is. I'm a great starter. Give me a go and I'm away. When it comes to the finishing, man, it's not a skill mix I've really developed over the years. <laughs> no, I think we all have that problem. <laughs> I'm a great starter. Oh, yeah. Just let me get going. This is where the self-flagellation comes in. This is where we beat ourselves up. This is where the ego comes screaming back in and squashes you. Once the light of the soul comes in, and in picking up disciplines you start to bring the light in, you then risk the ego's response, which is often just a little slip, or maybe even a fall, or maybe an all-out walk away from it all. The ego will defend its patch relentlessly. It will literally attack you. So picking up and slipping off disciplines is how it starts for all of us. At some point in your evolution, they will stick. Just know that. Just trust that. Be easy on yourself. Pick a pace that is sustainable all the way. Don't be the quick, powerful starter and then fall quickly and powerfully. Pick a pace that you can sustain. And that is such a big word. Sustain, sustainable. Pace yourself and maintain yourself and care for yourself. I have personal disciplines that come to me by following Benjamin Cream's interpretation of the Maitreya story. I use Tecloti water. I use Maitreya's hand. Shafia's mentioned transmission meditation. The prayer for the new age. Reading topics that I think will grow me. Practicing honesty, sincerity and detachment. Practicing harmlessness. I have a cosmology that explains my place in the universe, and I have fallen. It's rough, but it's who I am at this moment. We all fall. It's the hero that gets back on. And this, of course, is why we call them masters, because they... They have mastered all of that stuff. Yes, they, they have. haven't mastered other people. No. They've mastered themselves. They've mastered themselves and they don't fall off the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> there is no wagon. No. <laughs> yeah. That's it, yes. And of course, they're guides, aren't they? I mean, this is where they, yeah, they come into our lives uh, at some point and uh, guide us with their wisdom, teachings, and mm. that sort of thing. And it's the gentle nudge. Yeah. 
It's the gentle yes. nudge towards meditation. It's mm. the gentle nudge towards better things. This is, yeah. We've just got to be still enough and quiet enough to listen and hear it. Mm. And of course, you know, you can choose any discipline that you like. It oh. doesn't, you know, this yeah. is, these are our disciplines, but yeah. they, they, you know, the what you're saying it applies to everybody mm. whether you're trying to do yoga or whether you're trying to eat better yes. exercise more be kinder to people in your life yes drive better please could somebody start practicing driving better <laughs> <laughs> but you do see the disciplines uh, that people get involved with with their sports and their mm. you know they really drive themselves uh, to an extreme of them to um, yeah and I wonder if that's something else other than discipline, I sometimes think if that's some, maybe too much, the way that some people drive themselves into exercise. Yes, well, Ben used to say that uh, it was to do with uh, heading towards the first initiation, you know, mm. yeah. controlling the physical, physical body. body. Yeah. Controlling, that. yeah, and uh, that you'll often find that people are very sort of particular about their diet coming up to the... Mm. That's right. Uh, become you know, vegetarians Become often. vegetarians or yeah. vegans, and that's where we're actually seeing, you know, we're, we're seeing people... The majority of people now standing on the verge yep. of the... Um, There's a purification aspect to that first initiation. Yeah, yeah. and ve yeah. Veganism's, ve veganism's taken off, hasn't mm. it, really? Hugely. You know, yes, yep. as, as people are sort of saying, we don't want to eat animals, and mm -hmm. you know, and that often changes later on as well. Benjamin Krem has a fabulous definition of spiritual, mm -hmm. where, and I can't remember the quote exactly, but he talks about anything that carries the person forward in some area of their life. Mm. So it doesn't have to be incense and flowing robes and growing a year long no. and, um, you know, tattooing your body. Um, it's anything that brings you forward in some area of your life. Yes, yes. So you talked about the prayer for the new age. Why don't we say it for people? Why don't we say it now for people? Yes, to end this little section before we move on to... Um to, to, to Peter, because um, we are told that, you know, um, this is one of the prayers that really helps to um, help us conquer fear. And I think there's a lot of fear in the world at the moment about the way the world is. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's one of the prayers that we do regularly. All right. I am, am the creator, creator of, of the, the universe. universe. I, I am the father and mother of the universe. universe. Everything comes from me. Everything shall return to me. Mind, spirit and body are my temples for the self to realise in them my supreme being and becoming. Just imagine the whole world saying that in unison. Everyone in the world. Yeah. This is the Emergence News on Plains FM. For more information, go to shareinternational.org. Okay, Peter, let's hear from you. Okay, well, I've been involved with Maitreya's mission, as it were, um, and it's certainly given me a sense of purpose over and above the responsibility of looking after my family, and I've loved being involved in it. It first started in 1987, and we were lucky enough to get Benjamin Cram to come to New Zealand mm. in 1989, I think it was, John, wasn't Yeah, it? yeah, mm. yeah. Um, we had about 200 people in this first talk at the town hall. The Cambridge room was full. Then the following night, we had a transmission meditation and was a conduit for Maitreya's love energy. This was the second time I had felt it. Truly amazing. And 
as Maitreya says, I'm in your heart whenever you think of me. So this is just an amazing uh, way of connecting with Maitreya and the love mm-hmm. energy. It's just to think of him. Mm. This is so true. It is not an emotional feeling, but we feel it in the etheric heart center at the right-hand side of the chest. It comes with a calmness and a definite sane sort of love that we try and share in our lives with all we meet. I've had an interest in the wisdom teaching since I was 21. I was working as a builder in New Guinea and joined the Rosicrucians by correspondence and learned some of the truths of the ancient teachings. I even married a fellow Rosicrucian and we started a family. Her mother was a disciple of the Master D.K., so she had all the Alice Bailey books dictated by D.K. Boy, there was no way you were going to avoid this story, was there, Peter? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) So Benjamin Krem was the third major disciple to bring through the teachings of Maitreya and the Masters of Wisdom, after Blavatsky and Alice Bailey. He devoted his life to sharing the teachings. I think the thing that keeps us sane in this mad world is a simple road to self-awareness that Maitreya brings. Honesty of mind, sincerity of spirit, and detachment, just as John was saying. We're part of this world, but the detachment aspect helps centre us in the soul, and we observe the world even while being involved with it, and strive always for a positive outcome. I'd like to read you now one of Maitreya's messages, an early one, number three, actually. We've got 140 of these through Benjamin Cram, and we have the actual physical recordings of them, which we use in our meditation work. Good evening, my dear friends. I am happy to be able to speak to you once more and to tell you that I come to take you with me into the new country, the country of love, the country of trust, of beauty and freedom. I shall take you there if you can follow me, accept me, let me lead and guide, and if this be so, together we shall build a new world, a world in which men can live without fear, without mistrust, without division, sharing together the earth's bounty, knowing together the bliss of union with our source. All this can be yours. You have only to take the first steps and I may lead. Allow me to help you. Allow me to show you the way forward into a simpler life where no man lacks, where no two days are alike, where the joy of brotherhood manifests through all men. Mine is the task to lead and guide, but you willingly must follow. Otherwise, I can do nothing. My hands are tied by law. The decision rests with mankind. May the divine light and love and power of the one most holy God be now manifest within your hearts and minds. May this manifestation lead you to seek and to find that which dwells ever within you. Identify that and know God. So that's one of the shorter messages. Some of them go on for um, quite a bit more, but we've got, as I say, 140 of those. Yes, and it's interesting, isn't it, that he, you know, he's 
one of the words he uses a lot is simplicity and love, those two words, and mm -hmm. how we've, we've made life so complicated at the moment, mm -hmm. haven't we? And we've made love complicated. And made love complicated. Mm -hmm. And how do we get back to that space where actually we just love each other and we don't judge each other and we don't, mm -hmm. you know, and that we have to look at, you know, our, you know, our governments and things like that. We have to love them equally, don't mm -hmm. we? And, and sort of it's not just about um, loving the people that you that you can agree relate with. to, agree <laughs> with. No, it's about loving everybody. <laughs> you know? And the teachings of judge, being judgmental and the teachings of competition mm. run very deep indeed. Yeah. Oh, so yes, yeah, we, have, we have some work to do to shake those off. We yes. do, because we, um, we're so much sort of anchored in our sort of emotional bodies that we react rather than mm. actually, you know, when we, when we start detaching, then we can actually rise above all that and yeah. you know, just um, a, yeah. practice love. You know. There's a very strong connection, I think, in our culture between survival and me, mm. that if, if I am to survive, it depends on me. Mm. In actual fact, if we are to survive, it depends on us. Yes. Yes, yeah. We've already said the prayer for the new age. It's an, an invocation rather than... Uh, a, pr uh, a prayer as we mm. understand it where we're mm. asking for something so yeah. what what is the difference John do you think is it a uh, from memory and it's been a while since I looked at Cream's thoughts on this but a prayer implies that you are lesser mm -hmm. than the deity that you are um, asking less, for help less than less than mm. an invocation implies mm. there's, a, there's a degree of equality there is a degree of symbiotic need so you are asking for inv the invocation is asking for that which is your right, mm -hmm. whereas a prayer is the lesser asking for something from the greater. So yeah. there's a little imbalance there, and I think Krem talks about invocation being the new way forward. Mm -hmm. um, yes, even the title of the prayer for the new age should be perhaps the invocation for the new age, yes. because it is identifying each and every one of us with God that mm -hmm. we are part of God. Mm -hmm. There is no yeah. separation. I mean, this is what yes. uh, Maitreya keeps saying. You know, the, the separation um, is is an evil. It's we've got to see each other as ourselves. And prayer implies that separation. It implies that older way of thinking about God. Yeah. God as um, uh, imminent, not imminent. Yeah. And invocation implies that God is imminent and you are asking for that, which is your right. Yes, and, and Maitreya always is saying that, you know, do not put yourself above me. Mm. I mean, uh, my, me above you. Mm. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you, you are equal to me. Do not follow know. me. Yes, mm. do not follow me. Mm. So why don't we, you know, I mean, the, I love the story um, of that Benjamin Kremen gives us about how Maitreya used to, um, or maybe still does, stand by his um, pine tree every day and say the great invocation. Um, for humanity and, and saying it in a very ancient uh, language but um, the Master DK um, translated it for us um, and it's used widely um, by many, many groups all around the world and so it's a great, uh, it's the prayer really for, for today I think and um, I thought maybe we could say it for people. Okay, so this is the Great Invocation. From the Point of Light Within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love, within the heart of God, 
Let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the centre where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the centre which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. All this information can be found on the Share International website, www.share-international.org. And also don't forget the podcasts, which are available on the Plains FM website. We welcome your comments, questions and feedback. Please contact us at emergencenews at gmail.com. Thank you.